0: From the Cyber Hub bunker in studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub podcast. It's great to have you with us this Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Wrapping up our first week of cybersecurity together here in 2024. Thank you for taking time out of your day and out of your year to be part of this awesome community that makes what I do so rewarding. Because I love doing this, right? So, so y'all make it so darn rewarding. That's for sure. So, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being here. We've got a lot to talk about today. You know how on Tuesday I said consolidation was going to happen in the marketplace. It's Thursday, and I'm proven right already. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but As a security practitioner, we all know ego comes with the practitioner. And so a little bit of ego probably all 'all this morning. Thanks so much. All right. So if you haven't checked out our Substack, please do so. You can support uh, the podcast in many, many ways. Our Substack is one way. I put out exclusive content just for our Substack subscribers. You can support us for as low as $10 a month or $99 a year. If you do $99 a year, just so you know, I send you this awesome uh, espresso travel mug along with some more swag um, for your support of our show. It helps us, one, uh, continue to do what we do and bring on some help to help me do it more often. Number two, just so you know where this actually goes, it doesn't go into my pocket. I really reinvested into the community and into creating more podcasts and into doing a lot more content. And it keeps us uh, being able to pick our security partners as sponsors without having to compromise the integrity of the content you've come to appreciate. So there's that. Go check that out. Now join me this morning for a delicious, amazingly hot, best double espresso one can get whatever you're drinking this morning, whether it be regular coffee, tea, wherever you are in the globe, because our audience is global. Coffee cup cheers. Thank you to all your comments on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, uh, X. Great to have all of y'all with us this morning. Big, big crowd. So we'll start off with a massive, massive issue that's being downplayed for all the wrong reasons. Orange, Spain, so for those who don't know, Orange is one of the largest telecommunication providers in the EU across Eastern Europe, Western Europe, parts of North Africa, uh, they're in Israel, they're in Lebanon, they're they're in the Palestinian uh, territories, they're in Jordan, they're, Orange is huge. Well, specifically here, Orange, Spain, suffered an internet outage that lasted approximately 90 minutes today. This was partially because of a BGP issue. And for those who don't know, uh, a border gateway protocol that allows to, uh, so organizations to associate their IP address with an autonomous system that knows how to route the traffic, essentially, right? Well, according to Cloudflare, PGB is built on trust and routing tables are updated based on what advertisers have the shortest and more, more specific route. It's essentially a, a GPS for the Internet, one could argue, right? That's like the simple term. Um, and I know some of y'all will correct me on this in the in, in, in the in the comments, and that's fine. You can do that if you've got a better explanation. Love to learn from y'all as much as, as I hope I contribute to all of y'all. There's been a new standard that was done called the Resource Public Key Infrastructure, RP, RPKI. This was created in order to add cryptographic solutions in order to avoid PGP hijacking. Uh, you're routed with either an Aaron or a RIPE, a network that can cryptographically certify the only routers under their control and advertise an AS number and associated IP address. Well, a threat actor by the name of snow and what an awesome little pink hair emoji there uh, avatar um, breached a ripe account of orange Spain, tweeted orange Spain's to contact them about new credentials. Since then the threat actor, in order to show that they're serious, modified the AS number associated with the address and enabled the invalid RPKI configuration on it. They announced the IP address on someone else's AS number and then enabling effectively caused these IP addresses to no longer be announced properly on the Internet, which led to something like entire collapse of Orange, uh, Spain's Internet. And for a period of approximately 90 minutes, you can see here on the chart, completely degraded service there. Uh, That outage happened from around. 2 45 in the afternoon until about 4 15 or uh, until about 4 15 uh, when they were able to restore service uh, they're not disclosing how the account their ripe account was breached a third actor did provide a clue in the screenshot which contained the hacked account email address alone gal of hudson rock in israel told bleeping computer that an associated password for the ripe account was found on a list of stole of accounts stolen by an info stealing malware the Orange employee had their computer infected with a raccoon-type info stealer on the 4th of September of last year. And among the corporate credentials identified on the machine, the employee had specific credentials to access.ripe.net using the email address, which was, which was revealed by the threat actor uh, <laughs> adminripe.ip.nt at orange.es, uh, according to uh, Alon Gal there. So MFA would have probably stopped this attack potentially um so um big big news out of spain there we'll get into some data breaches that are taking place health ec a provider of health management solutions, suffered a data breach that impacted four and a half million individuals and for the breach occurred on october 24th uh was sorry the investigation concluded october 24th the breach happened between july 14th and 23rd of last year uh the information that was uh essentially breached with the name, address, date of birth, social security number, taxpayer identification number, medical record number, medical information that was in their health insurance information, billing and claims information. In general, you should remain very vigilant of your health care records. This was all reported to the main AG office that concerned just one of the firm's clients, MD Value Care, with about 112,000 patients who had their information compromised. A new listing that appeared earlier today on the breach portal of the US HHS shows the larger picture, which is about four and a half million people, some major organizations included in there is a Corwell Health, Honor Honor Health, sorry, Bama, ACU, the State of Tennessee Division of Tennessee Care, the University Medical Center of Princeton's Physicians Organizations, and an Alliance for Integrated Care in New York. Uh, if you are one of those customers, if you've been treated there, you are likely a victim of this breach as well an additional nine hundred thousand individuals were also impacted by a now defunct subsidiary fallon ambulance service healthcare breach that's happening to transformative healthcare transformative says in a notification letter to the affected individuals uh, a copy which was submitted to the main attorney general they detected on april 23rd uh, 2023 roughly four months after They seized operations that the data was breached between February 17th and April 22nd. This includes files containing PII. According to Transformative, the evaluation of the compromised information and the affected individuals was completed around December 27th. The PII compromised during the attack includes names, addresses, social security numbers, driver's license number, other ID numbers, medical information, COVID-19 testing or vaccination details, and information related to employment or applications for employment It says it had no evidence that this has been used and it rarely is it's typically sold and rehashed multiple times and then eventually used Uh, this may be attributed to black cat all in all microsoft and duran have disabled have disabled the app installer functionality that allowed windows 10 apps to be installed directly from a web page by clicking on a link that used the ms app installer url scheme this was stopped because essentially uh threat actors were using that to deploy ransomware and other malicious implants uh, essentially bypassing defender smart screen and built-in browser warnings the protocol handler was disabled on december 28th with the release of the app installer version 1.21.3421.0 after the company previously warned about the windows apex installer spoofing vulnerability cve 2021 4389 or 0 on the last patch tuesday so this this feature essentially installed 2016 you can read all the history about it just so you know it's now all um, set and it's been disabled um, and it's had massive abuse, by the way. Um, so get to see Microsoft take action, get that offline. One less thing for many practitioners to worry about, which is effective. And just make sure on your end, double check with your teams that it really is disabled, that you're not allowing it on Windows 10 devices. Almost 11 million Internet exposed SSH servers are vulnerable to the terrapin attack that threatens the integrity of some SSH connection. The Terrapin attack targets the protocol affecting both clients and servers. It was developed by academic researchers from Rohr University in Bochum in Germany. manipulates sequence numbers during the handshake process to compromise the integrity of the channel, particularly when specific encryption modes like uh, sha 20 or Poly 1305 or CBC with Encrypt Then Mac are used. An attacker could thus downgrade the public key algorithm for user authentication and disable defenses against keystroke timing attacks in Open SSH 9 Notable requirement for this attack is the need for attackers to be in an adversary in the middle position to intercept and modify the handshake exchanges. Those are very and and seldomly rare. The most vulnerable systems were identified in the U.S. around 3.3 million, followed by China with 1.3 million, Germany with about a million, Russia with 700,000, Singapore and Japan each, respectively, just under 400,000 of these vulnerabilities. Uh, They're not all at immediate risk, but adversaries could have a large pool to choose from. And the vulnerability could essentially uh, be taken advantage of. The university offers a vulnerability scanner to let you know where your status is. The link is in the show notes. Go check that out there as well. Iran suffered a a massive data breach yesterday. uh, Sorry, over the last week with now data leaking of 23 leading Iranian insurance firms and Snapfood Iranians, essentially Uber Eats or DoorDash. A sample from the insurers leak includes names, phones, identity numbers, addresses, passport numbers, and other sensitive details from the insurance companies, including Kalsar, Itai, Asia, and El baraz Security researchers at Hudson Rock, who discovered the data dump, confirmed the data appears to be genuine. Uh, after the attack on the insurance firms, the attackers operating under the alias IR Leaks, uh, presumably indicating Iran Leaks, both said that they had broken into the systems of Snap Food. Iran's leading online food ordering service, claiming that has exfiltrated three terabytes worth of highly sensitive data, the data set to include uh, data from about 20 million users. And for in retrospect, Iran has about, I think, 50 or 60 million people, Um, 51 million users, addresses and 600,000 credit card records. Uh, Snapfood issued a holding statement a day later saying it was working with local police agencies to identify and remove the source of the pollution caused by the action of this specific hacking group. Um, So there's that. It appears to be that this was also a phishing attack. Uh, Again, um, was it an insider error? Remains to be seen. Threat actors often take advantage of these. And Iranians uh, also fall victims. Now let's get into some cybersecurity news industry-wise. Here's a few. One, the Twitter uh, now X account of American cybersecurity firm and Google subsidiary Mania was hijacked uh, yesterday to impersonate the phantom crypto wallet and share a cryptocurrency scam mandy issued a statement saying we're aware of the incident impacting the Mandian x account and are working to resolve the issue according to a spokesperson after getting control the uh, attacker renamed it to phantom so and promoted a fake website impersonating the phantom crypto wallet and promising to distribute free phantom tokens as part of an airdrop in test by bleeping computer those who click the claim airdrop button don't have the phantom wallet installed, will get redirected to a legitimate site where they're prompted to install it. Once they do so, it will automatically drain the target's crypto wallet. However, the phantom wallet now warrants the scammer's website is part of a phishing attack. The threat actors behind this attack has deleted the scams scams tweet and is now using it to troll Mandiant, saying, Sorry, change password, please. or check bookmarks when you get your account back. And so much more so. Mandiant um Working on that end. Now let's get to some market consolidation. We've got two news here. One, SonicWall announced the acquisition of San Francisco startup Banyan Security, adding zero trusted or product portfolio. Banyan raised $47 million over two funding routes. They've built a technology to help organizations securely connect users to application resources and infrastructure. They've now part of SonicWall, the uh giant in the space. Also, Sentinel One on Wednesday announced plans to snap up PingSafe in a cash and stock deal that adds cloud-native application protection platform capabilities to its product portfolio. Financial terms of the transaction uh, were not disclosed. It's expected to close by the end of the first quarter. PingSafe raised $3.3 million in seed stage. They're based in the U.S. and India. Um, And so they've actually got investors from Sequoia Capital, India, and Surge. So Sentinel One adding and market consolidation continues. Uh, Sentinel one recently acquired a TiVo for 616 million and another 155 million to acquire Scalar. So all in all, market consolidation continues to your beautiful ears and eyes only. The market's going to continue to consolidate because the economy is shrinking. And so bigger companies can afford to go buy smaller companies in order to get them in part of their portfolio in order to increase the value of the customer over time to withstand, you know, the downturn in the economy. Although recent surveys say that about 40% of CISOs are getting an additional 15 to 20% on their budget. So there's something to be said about that as well. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be tomorrow, Friday. Big news. Big, big news. Uh, Ravid uh, uh, Sirikas from uh, Simplicity joined me on a podcast that we literally recorded a few days ago um, talking about vulnerability management. What else? That'll air 1 p.m. Friday uh, with Ravid. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, 1 p.m. Friday. Tune in tomorrow for an awesome podcast uh, with Ravid from Simplicity. We talk vulnerability management, automation, the whole nine, how practitioners can really up their game. We're grateful uh, of Simplicity for their support of the podcast. Make sure to check that podcast out tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern. on your favorite social social media platforms or podcast listening platforms wherever you get your content, audio, video, all there. That's it for our show today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.